the 19th century was typified by what's known as the scramble for Africa. During this period, European powers aggressively expanded their empires into the African continent, establishing colonies in the hopes of extracting resources like rubber, diamond, gold, and uranium, among others. History being what it is, we are currently witnessing the exact same thing happening again. My name is Dr. David Wararu, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Please keep an open mind as you watch this video. Historians agree that Africa never truly recovered from the colonial period. Indeed, the political landscape has been marked by high-profile coups and instability for over a century. And as China, Russia, and various Western conglomerates V for power across Africa's most vulnerable nations, the region seems primed for a historic shift yet again. The question is, will Africa become the new geopolitical ring where competition among major powers intensifies? In just the last three years, the African continent has seen military figures carrying out takeovers in Gabon, Niger, Burkina Faso, Sudan, Guinea, Chad, and Mali. In fact, the United Nations Secretary General, uh, Antonio Guterres, recently spoke of an epidemic back in 2021, a year in which there were four successful government overthrows in Africa and one in Myanmar. Though Myanmar is clearly an outlier, it's worth noting that it is, like many of the other African nations, is extremely rich in minerals. In the 10 years before 2021, there had been, on an average, less than one successful coup per year. Therefore, the latest power grabs in Africa have raised concerns that the region could be backsliding from its progress towards greater democracy due to the increasing presence of military dictatorship. Yet, we ask, what did democracy bring to Africans? How did it amount for Africans? For reference, Africa has seen a total of 106 coups since 1950, well above any other region in the world. One thing is sure, African resources have been exploited by Western imperialism. Indeed, there is no ignoring that Africa's abundant natural resources reserves remain the primary impetus for foreign meddling. Some of the resources are the same as they were in the 19th and 20th century, while others are related to new technologies like EVs, solar panels, and microchips. Again, the main culprits here seem to be Russia and China, but the West is playing a double standard approach, claiming that China is putting Africa's nations in debt, while at the same time, West is robbing Africans of their own resources. Similarly said, the West is far from innocent in several different capacities. It is also worth noting that while Chinese investments in Africa are significant, 
Chinese mining companies represent just 8% of Africa's total output in this sector. The West has more than doubled that share, yet still enjoys the moral high ground for being able to point at China and Russia for their perceived neo-colonial approach to doing business in Africa. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. If you talk to enough people, you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. This is why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it in to your home's wall outlet to help dramatically lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills month after month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you place your order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the US, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Simply go to don'twastepower.com to take advantage of this limited time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's don'twastepower.com. That's don'twastepower.com. Order now. For reference, the Chinese mining presence in Africa is concentrated in just five countries, Guinea, Zambia, South Africa, Zimbabwe, and the Democratic Republic of Congo, known as DRC. China remains the top destination for minerals mined in Africa, and in 2019 alone, mineral exports from the Sub-Saharan Africa to China hit $10 billion. Still, in the end, everyone wants a piece of Africa's mineral largesse. There is currently a massive demand for metallic and mineral goods. Whoever can get their hands on them first will hold a strategic advantage over the competition. But let's not forget about the historical tag of war, past and present power grab. As I mentioned in the introduction, everything going on in Africa at the moment is history repeating itself just with some new players added to the mix. Colonialism shaped Africa, and not for the better. This neocolonialism seems to be doing the same, and millions of people may suffer as a result. There are still plenty of people alive who remember decolonization era, which took place as recently as the 50s, 60s, and the 70s. Though democracy, however you perceive it to be, followed, it has a lot of trouble taking hold and proved susceptible to the non-stop torments of coups. The period was typified by the African independence movement, which applied to resources, not just politics. To support my arguments, let's look at some examples. Let's start with Ghana. 
After achieving independence in 1957, that country implemented policies that led to the nationalization of many foreign-owned companies, particularly in the mining sector. In the 1970s, Nigeria began the process of nationalizing the oil industry. As a result, major Western oil companies like Shell and British Petroleum BP, saw their assets reduced as the Nigerian government took majority stakes in their operations. Like dominoes, foreign countries and companies alike saw their African profitability plummet. But that was then, and this is now. And as we speak, an intense focus on mineral-dependent renewable technology, microchips, Another green initiative is leading to a new era of African exploitation. The U.S. has hardly been shy about Africa's importance to America's future. In various reports, officials have clearly stated that African countries are endowed with the natural resources that the United States needs to produce clean energy technologies. The goal? To reorient supply chains away from competitors and forge new relationships with African nations. As with anything the US does, one could safely add, and I put this in quote, by any means necessary to the end of that sentence. According to many experts, Africa's interests are being compromised in foreign powers scramble for presence on the continent. And that presence is often backed by military personnel. Indeed, at least 13 countries have a military presence in Africa, just as they did 100 years ago. Back then, power grabs, wars, and even full-blown genocides were all considered acceptable means of achieving economic ends. The United States and other Western countries may want to position Russia and China as the colonial boogeyman in Africa this time around. But the evidence points elsewhere. As we already mentioned, the U.S. has been very frank about getting its hand on valuable African resources to help transition over to green technology. As with microchips, the U.S. is far behind China when it comes to domestic production and resource extraction. Therefore, it's likely U.S. officials see Africa as a way to secure a supply of valuable minerals while also cutting out the competition. Though it's difficult to prove the existence of a backroom deals and covert ops, the military coups seems to be evidence of greater manipulation aimed at keeping African countries from achieving so-called democracy. Indeed, it's much easier to deal with dictators when it comes to resources, as they often don't have anyone else to answer to. Could the recent uptick and coups be evidence of a global game of a colonial chess? Some experts say yes. This July, after military officers overthrew the president of Niger, the U.S. condemned the military takeover, but stopped short 
or formally calling it a coup. Had they done so, they would have been required by law to cut off aid to the country. This past spring, General Michael Langley, the head of the U.S. Africa Command, was grilled by Congress about African soldiers who received U.S. military training and went on to carry out coups. Those familiar with the School of the Americas and the coups across South and Central America near the end of the last century should be well aware of this tactic. If you are having trouble getting what you want from a leader, you simply work to install a new one. It's been part of the global power playbook for centuries and for a reason. It works. In fact, before his removal in a military coup, Gabon's hopelessly corrupt president, Ali Bongo, was courted by Obama. Bongo also helped the Obama administration in its effort to overthrow Libya's Muammar Gaddafi, which had a major destabilizing effect across the region. So, what lies ahead, you may ask? If the current scramble for Africa is anyway repeats of the mistakes of the last, we could be looking at a geopolitical and economic storm, unlike anything we've seen before or in the modern era. And while everyone is well aware of the horrible repercussions of colonialism during the 19th and 20th centuries, they may turn a blind eye to new conflicts. If the powers that can be convincing them that what they are seeing isn't really what is happening, it is also likely that the coups will continue, either spurred on by international puppets, masters, or in response to natural power vacuums and instability that foreign meddlings creates. Will we see an all-out war between global superpowers over African resources? Not impossible, but also not likely. But what will millions of Africans suffer through coups, proxies, conflicts, and insurgencies? That seems a near-foregone conclusion at this point. And whatever happens, it seems clear that whoever does shore up the lion's share of the resources in Africa will have a lot of economic sway over their competition, potentially leading to new alliances and in many cases, new enemies. Here is my conclusion for you. The African continent is again becoming a focal point for international powers and conglomerates seeking to capitalize on its vast strategic resources. This renewed interest has seen an alarming increase in military coups, some of which could be the results of behind-the-scenes meddling. My concern is that Africa might once again bear the brunt of geopolitical power plays, leading to potential conflicts and further destabilization. I hope you enjoyed this video. We would love for you to share your insights, questions, or reflections. But please, keep things in perspective and keep them respectful and constructive. Like, share, and subscribe for more comprehensive and balanced political analysis on today's biggest issues. Thank you.